0: It is Kajanine with Sinamali. Oh, you gotta love some Kajanine! In fact, this entire double play was absolutely incredible. Tracy Chapman with uh, "For My Lover." It is uh, the big, fat, juicy double play, bringing us to uh, half past eight o'clock this morning. Uh, standing by now for Word Domination. We look at this book, which I'm sure. If you don't have it, when you get your hands on it, it's going to be quite the conversation starter around the uh, dinner table. And over and above that, it might also have some views or opinions that are polarizing or that require some kind of discourse. Uh, We've got author of Girls Prepare While Boys Show Up, Unati um, Mabunda, joining me on the line. Unati, I hope I did not just completely lambast your surname. How are you doing? I am well. How do you do? I am great. Thank you very much. Uh, Unati is an author and a a chief strategist at She uh, Evolution, and she's joining us to talk Girls Prepare. Boys show up. Already the title in itself <laughs> is cause for pause. A, um, yes, I'm getting a blowback from them gentlemen to say, What is this? <laughs>
1: what are you trying to say? Yes. Um, and I did not greet your listeners. So good morning to you, this DJ, and good morning to all the listeners. Good of morning. SAFM. And again, thank you so much for having me.
0: We take it for granted that we've been having coffee and cookies together the entire morning now, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the title, Girls Prepare,
1: Boys Show Up. Yes. Um, it came about, maybe the writing of the book rather, mm. it came from my own quest of wanting to find out who am I outside the institution of marriage. Okay. Um, as Mike says, I'm not un- uh, you know anti-marriage. I think marriage is a beautiful thing. Community comes mm. from marriage. The whole humanity, human race comes from marriage. Mm. And um, we can never under understate marriage. But obviously there are challenges. Uh, There are things that are challenging the two-by-two notion or the fact that, you know, somebody will say we are all meant to go through life in Mm pairs, but uh, the numbers don't add up. And and do we have value, dignity, particularly women, if we are not married? So the book stems from that, my own quest of wanting to find uh, my place in the world, my own voice, my own identity outside somebody else. Um, I really do think it is time for women to be known for what they've contributed to society, not because of whom they, they were married to.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and the title, Girls Prepare, Boys Show Up, it's because girls do prepare. I'm sure you will agree with me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first training site of a girl, I think every girl in the world, of course, racial uh, divide, uh, cultural divide. Um, I think every girl in the world is, is in, a school, uh, in a marriage readiness program. Mm. The first training side is, is your household, your uncles, your brothers will tell you, you know, a good woman does not sit like that. Mm. that she doesn't laugh like that. So we're really being prepared from the age as young as five. Yeah. We are told this is what you need to do in order to get some, some boy to, to like you. If you do this long enough, my child, one day a, a, a boy will, will come and marry you. So you, you are preparing, literally.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, Unati uh, is the author, and of course uh, she's the chief strategist as well, but she's the author of Girls Prepare, Boys Show Up, and it is uh, Unati Mabunda who's joining me on the line. Um, Let me also ask you this, because she just brought up something. So I read a a short little extract from the book, and I want to get my hands on the entire book. It would have been lovely to get my hands on the entire book so we can have a more robust conversation. Um, But Thank you. Is it primarily coming from the perspective of you dissecting your gender role within the construct of marriage and thus examining marriage, uh, relationships of union, romantic relationships, um, as well as the two genders within that construct? Or is it looking further beyond that realm as well? I think it, it is actually
1: all the things that you've said. Um, you know, whether it's looking from, you know, within the marriage itself or outside, but Mm -hmm. particularly um, the readiness of the sexes, the way um, society readies male uh, children versus Mm -hmm. um, female. Mm -hmm. And um, also, as a Christian woman, obviously, I you know, most of, of, I think, I don't know which extract uh, you've read, but most yeah. of it is really based on biblical principle. What mm. does God say about my single word? Is the marriage in the afterlife? And if if, if if I'm not married, is there some sort of I um, I don't know, a decrease in my value as a person mm. from a heavenly perspective versus the world's perspective? So um, it is coming from that. So we we're looking at it holistically prior and inside the marriage. What role do I play as a woman?
0: Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, I, I I love it. Like I said, uh, this is going to be one that, that's a cause for conversation. Um, and you release it at a time when, you know, all genders shall be gathered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so can't stray away from having this discourse. But I, I often wonder when we have these kinds of conversations... Especially looking at, um, you know, that preparation you talk about. And I think a lot of people are familiar now with uh, Chimamanda's articulation of, uh, you know, sort of exactly what you are articulating as well, that preparation of the girl child and mm-hmm. the role that she's going to take up, especially in within the construct of relationship. Uh, I often wonder, is are we at a point where in this gender discourse where we are almost simplifying a very complicated psychological issue. Because just looking at also just that conversation around choice and and preparation, there's a lot more to it than simply just preparing us for gender roles within relationship constructs and societal construct. Choice is is such a broader... Um, You know what I mean? It's such a broader Mm -hmm, psychological mm -hmm, landscape and psychologists who focus on on what it takes for humans to derive at particular choices or or what it takes for you to to become the person that you are has got so much more to it than than how we've sort of simplified it in our conversations. Um, I
1: think, yes, choice does really play an important role, but unfortunately, I mean, from the days of old until now, I don't think that, be it men or women, we would have been given much choice when it comes to this. You are told your entire life that at some point you'll have to marry or or, or get married. Mm -hmm. And now I think that this book is is coming to to say, what what if there is another route? What is the other alternative? Mm -hmm. Um, Because... I don't think singleness is one concept uh, or one idea that has been given a, a fair trial in, in the court of public opinion, if I may say that, mm. because um, you do get uh, people who actually do function well on their own, mm. and and they don't feel the need to be tied up with somebody. Mm. But that is always frowned upon. You are almost even. You're, you're even afraid to say, but I, I feel fine. I, I don't think I, I need a companion. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So mm. I think um, that, that is what, one of the things that this book is bringing out to say, but what if there's an alternative? What if there is another route? And, and this, like I said, is, is mostly based on the Biblical uh, scriptures. Mm. Um, the, the book of Matthew eleven nineteen. Mm-hmm. there we find finding Jesus who is saying, you know, not everybody um, is mature enough to live a married life. And he simply says marriage is not for everybody. It takes certain um, aptitude and, and grace and not always marry. Some mm. people will never be accepted into the institution of marriage, even if they want to. Yeah. So I think uh, basically we're trying to explore that to say, what if there's another route? Mm-hmm. And um, more, more than that, we look at the, the effectiveness of a person somehow our value is linked to our marital status. Mm. And I, I, I think that is what we're trying to address to say, why can't we weigh each other based on our contribution to mm. society or how we treat each other, not necessarily based on, um, you know, you get a certain status and dignity because you're Mrs. So and soul, mm-hmm. which is what makes us so desperate, so obsessed with mm. the ring because we want admiration. We want to be accepted and recognized, and everybody wants that. Yeah. And marriage brings about that.
0: Yeah. Honestly, do you think this is a generational a generational thing as well? Uh you know, a generational conditioning because I'm finding that you know, more and more women I'm I'm 40, more and more women in their 30s and their 20s and even in their younger 40s have been raised by parents and mothers who through their own life experiences have questioned a lot of things. And even if they don't have the tools necessarily, but they've tried to plant seeds that are a little bit more different than how they've been raised growing up in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. So do you think it's a generational conditioning? Are you seeing a change with younger women interrogating things a little bit differently? Um... This is Bridget
1: Masenga on SAFM.
0: Jet Set uh, Breakfast right here on SAFM. Continuing our word domination conversation with author Unati Mabunda. And we are talking Girls Prepare, Boys Show Up. This is her book, uh, just examining gender roles, unpacking relationships, and of course uh, the state of readiness and conditioning that society has placed on the girl child versus the boy child. And I was just asking you uh, before the technology gremlins got yeah. into our head. Um, and I'm going to yeah. ask you in a little while to just read us a little portion from your book. But I was just asking you in terms of, do you think this is a generational conditioning? Are you finding younger women maybe are thinking and processing a little bit differently to to older generations of women? Or are the patterns still overwhelmingly the same? I do
1: believe that this is a generational um, conditioning. And I, I would attribute this, or uh, where we are really in society, to the... Um, to the Bible scholars of old, because Mm -hmm. we've always been told that there was Adam, who is the male, and then there was Eve, who was the wife of Adam. Mm -hmm. And really, when you you read the Bible properly, um, and and you look at, because the marriage started in the garden, Mm -hmm. and you look at who was actually in the garden, the Bible says there was Adam and then there was a woman. Mm -hmm. And then it is only after Adam and the woman were chased out of the garden that we are hearing Adam now naming that woman to say, from today, I think that is Genesis 3, from today, um, you'll be called Eve because you're the mother of all living things. and mm-hmm. the, the, It might not, not necessarily seem like a big deal, but it is because the interpretation that there was uh, Adam and Eve, that's what is putting us where we are. Mm. Because the woman, in my view, or, you know through the revelation that I believe I got from God, is somebody who is um, in an equal standing with a man. Mm. The the woman who Adam was staying with in the garden, she made her own decisions mm. um, We are hearing her, you know, exchanging words with acceptance back and forth. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I would think that the first contract that was negotiated in the garden was negotiated by the woman. Mm-hmm. But it is a conditioning um, in society just to come back to your question, because we have been told that there was Adam and Eve. And Eve is the the woman that is supposed to be submissive, mm-hmm. um, you know, supposed to listen to her husband. And the Bible says, you will require a husband and he will rule over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you desire a husband and he will rule over you. And and that was a curse. So it means this woman had the power to rule before, um, you know, before before the, the curse. And it is only when you have desired a husband when you, when you get ruled over, which means every girl is a woman. Mm-hmm. And it is only when you find somebody that says, hey, Bridget, I want to marry you, that the ease in you is activated because ease is a concept of Adam, it's not the concept of God. God created the woman who was in equal standing, She made her own choices, her mm-hmm. own decisions. And when, today, when I act like the woman, I'll be told, okay, she's bossy, she's unruly, she's like this, she's like this. So I think we need to correct that, to say there, there is the woman. And he mm. can only be activated once I married. and mm. obviously I'll I'll, I'll forego my power to
0: rule from mm. that sense. Interesting perspective, indeed. Uh, you know, as the young the younger generations would say on social platforms, uh, to quote the urban poets, and that applies really <laughs> <laughs> that applies really to to anything that uh, they want to quote. Um, there, there's this notion which I think some of us subscribe to as well that uh, you know if you if you want to shift the power there's one way to look at it would be in the sense that you've just described another way to look at it and you you see the sense i I bring up the younger generation who quote urban poets Uh, another way to look at it would be to, to say that men will marry who 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 will want them who take whoever takes them women are the choosers because Ultimately, you are the one getting asked and you are the one getting choosing who you're going to be in a relationship with. So the power of choice lies with the woman, even if the numbers say otherwise, you know, in terms of society, societal construct, seven men to one woman type vibes. Um, but mm-hmm. there are those in in the more urbanized, sort of uh, rebellious thought who, who will push the urban poets, quote unquote, who will say that women have the power of choice, uh, you know, because men are the askers. Women are the ones who say yes or no, uh, whether to be in the relationship or whether to marry or however it moves. But, Unati, can, can we get a little bit of a reading from your book? Because now I think you've sparked some interest with all of our listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and <laughs> people want to, to get a little sense of what's in the pages of, of the book. Um, and and yes, I'll, I'll
1: read for you quickly. But I, I just want to what, what you said. I thought it was, was quite uh, important what you've just uh, you know added now to say that maybe women are the ones that are in, in control uh, because they're the ones that get asked. Mm. Um, but if you are in a in a in a program or in a training program of some sort, mostly women say the first proposal that they get because. The um, being asked or being proposed to is seen as graduation and why would you train your entire life and when the, the opportunity of graduation comes you shy away you know mm-hmm. what I mean so as much as it looks like we are the ones that actually ultimately say yes but there is such pressure for us to say yes that we were not even taught what to look for in the person that we you know that is asking us to, to, to get married to Yeah,
2: um,
1: and uh, let's see the caution, but we're going to read, All right. Uh Um, This one says, um, what do we really seek from relationships? Is it love, affirmation, stability, or good times? These are all beautiful things to have. But what if we are not blessed with marriage? Or what if marriage is meant to come later in our lives? We can't spend our lives waiting to be completed or to be made hated by another person that we were never promised that will come anyway. Mm. And I believe life is a beautiful, delicious cake. Marriage is that icing um, on, on, on top. Should a baker omit to garnish the cake with cherries, rest assured it will not make the cake less divine.
0: Lovely stuff. Well, listen, we agree wow. on one thing. You're a great writer. <laughs> okay, I appreciate you
1: saying that. Um, no, yeah, thank I,
0: you so much. I think these conversations are important. They, are, they yes. are the conversations that continue to evolve us as a society. They are the conversations that continue to allow us to interrogate our gender roles within these mm-hmm. fluid spaces as gender even becomes redefined on a day-to-day basis. So they are necessary, and there are some things we might agree on. Some things we may not agree on. Yes. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's Already dependent on our own personal life perspectives as well. And that blueprint, because we've all been Mm. blueprinted. uh, You know, Mm -hmm. you are the person that you are today because of a plethora of psychological and emotional influences that have come into your life. Some you're conscious of, Mm. some you're not conscious of. Unati Mabunda, Mm. thank you so much for taking the time. The book is out. Uh, You can get it at a reputable bookstore near you. It is titled Girls Prepare, Boys Show Up. Uh, We're going to take a quick Short little interlude, and then we come back and continue with word domination. The Harvard Crimson Global Essay Competition is now open for registration for South African students, and we're going to find out a little bit more about that if you want to get involved.